Good morning, and welcome to A Healthier You. I am your host, David Christopher, with my co-host, Vaughn. And this morning, we're going to talk about ways of helping you be healthier. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, David. So we started out last week with uh, anemia part one, and we're going to finish up this week with anemia. This will be an anemia part two. Yay! And I mentioned that, you know, when I had uh, people come in about an, uh, anemia, and it depends on, you know, what, how it's presenting. Right. Um, and we talked about uh, B12 deficiency. Right. Well, um, as, as far as getting B12 and taking it orally, um, how would we do that? Because what their solution for uh, this B12 deficiency is to give you um, injections. Right. B12 injections. <laughs> but you can also uh, absorb it. Uh, through your intestinal tract, if you're getting it, you know, and the, the trick is to get it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, um, in order to utilize vitamin B12, um, there's a gastric hormone called intrinsic factor, and it's absolutely essential for um, absorption of vitamin B12. Now, if you took, like, humongous amounts, which is really hard to get then some is going to get into the system, you know. But you need that intrinsic factor to transport it into your body and to properly utilize it. And so um, they're finding that there's a deficiency in the intrinsic factor, that the people don't have intrinsic factor, and so then they can't uh, use the vitamin B12, even if they're taking it. So... um, that condition, if you've had it your whole life, it could be congenital. You might could have got it from birth. Sure. Um, and also, uh, you could get it from eating a real crappy diet. The um, standard American diet? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, that could destroy the lining of your intestinal tract, which is where the intrinsic factor is made. So, especially, I'm talking about the standard American diet that's going to destroy that wouldn't soda pop be the biggest culprit there? I mean, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So those of you that are still carrying around big, big, big what gulps or whatever it is, now's the time to stop. Now there there are some um, drugs that can interfere. Okay. With uh, producing the intrinsic factor and, and being able to utilize and and uh, absorb vitamin B twelve, and those would be proton pump inhibitors. Um, you know, where they actually stop your body from making hydrochloric acid. Oh, really? That's a natural thing we need to have. And even some things that a lot of people just use um, that seem more natural but aren't, and that'd be antacids. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so medications you're taking could interfere. Um, uh, things like colchicine mm-hmm. would be something that would interfere with it. And that's a surprise to me, you know. At any rate, uh, yeah. Um, n- now, uh, another thing medically that w- would get rid of your intrinsic factor would be to do stomach surgery. <laughs> oh, we don't want to do that. A lot of people, you know, like take half their stomach out, you know. Or staple their stomach. You know, or, or just staple it so only have... Anyway, things like that could, could uh, get rid of the that intrinsic me, factor. That to me is very draconian. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, and then also uh, there there are um, 
inflammatory conditions, you know, like like people that are uh, sensitive to gluten. Yes. That intense inflammatory condition can destroy the cells that make the intrinsic factor. Interesting. Um, also, you know, if you have irritable bowel syndrome, you know, that, that could influence it there. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and autoimmune disease that actually targets the cells that make the intrinsic factor. And so those those situations are are possible also. Uh, but the, the the main thing that uh, we have to be consider is getting the B twelve. Exactly. Exactly. And so you know if you have to take a shot of it, you do. But you know your best bet is to get it from food sources, and um, do it in larger amounts. You know. So, and we talked about food sources last time with mushrooms and um, seaweed and nutritional yeast. So, I mean, you can't overdose on mushrooms or nutritional yeast or seaweed. No, you can't. In fact, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of, I find in, in, in redoing research that there's um, two thoughts and, and they're not fully you know, vetted, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, one is that, oh, you can damage yourself by taking too high a doses of vitamin B12. Really? And, you know, I can see a problem in taking anything too much, you know. But uh, the, the fact of the matter is just simple uh, absorption without intrinsic factor, you're only going to get maybe 1% mm. of, of that substance uh, of the B12 into your system. So you'd have to take massive amounts. So, so if you want one uh, microgram of, of uh, B12 to get into your system, you'd have to take uh, 100 micrograms. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, um, and I think it's normal it's uh, like 2.4 international units or, or, or micrograms um, in your diet. And again, if you don't have that intrinsic factor, and and I think the the way I look at natural healing and such, if you weren't born with it, if if it wasn't in your DNA to to not have it, you know, then your body should be able to start making it again. Mm-hmm. And the first thing you'd have to do is get rid of the infl- inflammatory conditions. Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, autoimmune and inflammatory situations. What's the name, main thing we would use in Dr. Christopher line? The Emucom. The Emucom. Yeah. It's just two simple herbs. Um, astragalus and marshmallow. And uh, proportionately, the way they're used in that formula, that will um, help with inflammatory conditions. Mm-hmm. And so there are other anti-inflammatory things like turmeric and, and ginger and, and cayenne. A lot of things can be anti-inflammatory, but that one specifically targets autoimmune disease. So mm-hmm. if, if, if you're having an autoimmune disease of any kind, <laughs> that's the f- formula to get, and especially if you've got a, a really inflamed intestinal tract, uh, I would look at the uh, immune calm formula. That sounds like a good idea. And and those herbs uh, have traditionally been used uh, in large amounts for large, long periods of time. Right. 
So we're finding a lot of autoimmune diseases, they take maybe up to a year to get rid of. But, th- but an autoimmune disease like asthma, mm-hmm. if you get off of dairy products and you do the immune compromise, that one is a lot quicker, maybe two, three months. You can get over that one. But a lot of these situations, it do take a longer amount of time because mm-hmm. basically you're modulating the whole immune system and, and uh, neutralizing things and things that are too high or too low, you know, you're, 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 you're modulating it so it's where it's supposed to be. And that, that sometimes takes time. And then an effort in changing what you've been doing. Absolutely. It's hard for people to change yeah. their diet. It's it hard to change and at all. It's hard for them to change their emotions. If you're just uptight about everything, <laughs> you know, um, that, that may be something you need to modulate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Calm down and start, you know, uh, having a calmer life there. Those things can affect, you know, the, the acid in your stomach. So we're talking about acid. So you would think uh, something like caffeine would um, be good because it's acid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a contraire. <laughs> The, the thing is, is uh, they, they've tested the caffeine, and, and they found a couple of things go on there. Uh, caffeine tends to be a mild diuretic, and then and what their thought there is that if you um, use that consist, you know, a lot, that, that you could cause a um, lessening you know, of, of, uh, of water in the system or, or you know, sending it out through the urine. And uh, B12 is uh, a water-soluble vitamin. Oh, interesting. So in that way, you'd be losing B12 Mm -hmm. because of that diuretic action of the caffeine. Also, um, as far as being an acid, I have different thoughts on that one. Okay. And I find that people that eat a lot of acidic foods tend to have um, problems with their digestion. <clears throat> so it's not helping at all. I can, I've observed that. Now, I didn't get this out of uh, medical literature or anything. I've just observed that people that eat an acidic diet tend to not be able to break their food down better. So when you say acidic diet, what do you, a diet of what? Well, we're talking about the pH scale. Okay. And so um, high acidic foods, uh, almost all animal products are high acidic. Okay. And then you have things like... Uh, Soft drinks. They shouldn't be called soft drinks. You know, soda pop, you know, mm-hmm. carbonated beverages that are straight acid. <laughs> I mean, they're really acidic. If you, go, if you want to get rid of acidic foods, I, I wouldn't worry as much about, you know, some chicken or a fish or something. You know, I would worry about something that's straight acid like soda, soda pop. pop. And you drink a lot of it. You consume a lot of it. And they're people I mean, they're big. Do you know, back in the 50s, they were doing little bottles of Coca-Cola, and now you just find these great big giant bottles. I know, you can't get anything. People have changed from doing a little bit to a lot. I know, and, and, and it really impacts their health. So what about the energy drinks? Would you consider those acidic as well? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. In fact, if you took, and then and, and the artificial colors, the artificial flavors, the artificial this, artificial that, all these artificial things are all acidic. They're all acids that, that, that they use to make those. Right. There's really nothing that's not acidic in these, these products. Yeah. Except maybe Dr. Pepper that puts prunes in there. Well, but... but, but and I don't even know if they're really using real prunes anymore. Maybe they're just getting a, something of flavor that way chemically. Yeah, probably. But, but the, prunes themselves, the prunes themselves would be more alkaline, you know. Yeah. But, but generally, most everything that you find in these, these drinks is acid. 
And uh, even if you took all those acids out of it, you still have carbonated water. And what is carbonated water? Acid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, you 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 breathe in oxygen, and you breathe out CO two. Right. And and what is carbonated water? CO two. Mm-hmm. So you're drinking your waste. And here they, you can even buy a machine that will make it for you in your own very home. You can. That's true. So, uh, yeah, the, the first thing I would give up if I'm having problems with digestion is carbonated beverages. Exactly. I would definitely do that. And, uh, and, and, and then they think, well, you're eating a lot of spicy foods and stuff, you know. Um, that, that seems to make me acidic. You know, well, it doesn't make you acidic. What it does is it stimulates the production of hydrochloric acid so that you can break down your proteins. So there's a difference between an acidic food. And I tend to think the really acidic foods that aren't spicy, like cold cereal, (laughs) it's acidic. Yeah. You know, plants are more alkaline, but plants that uh, in their storable state... You know, so plant uh, grains are highly storable. They're highly nutritious, but they're highly storable. Right. What makes them storable are all the acids. They're highly acidic. They're so acidic, they're not subject to infestation. No critter wants them because they're so acidic. Right. And so if you grind them up in that acidic state, you have an acidic product. So that's that's why grains would be acidic instead of alkaline. Right. But if you do the simple thing of sprouting them, throw away the water... Where the acids are going to come off, you know, acids mm-hmm. that are keeping them from genera- regenerating and stuff. If you, if you sprout those same grains, then it changes the pH, and then they're more alkaline. Okay. Well, and, I mean, and we're still trying to be like between alkaline and acid. We don't want to be over alkaline or over acid, you know. But you got slight acidity in animal products and slight alkalinity in in uh, vegetables. Right. And your dad always suggested that you pre-soak your grains to just that sprouting stage, and then you can low-heat them. Yeah, the definition of sprout is that it has a tail. Right. Which means it's growing. It's just starting to grow. And that's what Dr. Christopher wanted you to do, is you don't even have actually have to make it into a plant, you, you know. Just if it has that tail, then mm-hmm. you've changed the pH significantly, and you can actually use that as a casserole or uh, hot cereal in the morning. Right. You know, you don't want to use too much heat because, you know... Um, enzymes are destroyed. Exactly. And and that's one of the benefits of uh, raw food is you're getting enzymes that help break the food down. Exactly. And so um, 118 degrees is where they start destroying enzymes at temperature. By the time you're up to 140, all enzymes are destroyed in your food. And that's one of the problems I see in, in the diet today is uh, enzyme-lacking food. So then your pancreas has to make more. And uh, if you're not properly breaking down your protein, then you can't have the uh, amino acids to make proteins in your pancreas, and then it's a vicious cycle. Exactly. Your body can't make enzymes, and you need enzymes, and and the more you do, the the more you're lacking. So Mm -hmm. it's a really vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's why they have Prilosec. I think we talked about that in the last show. Oh, was it this show? Yeah, I think oh, so. yeah. So, so yeah. That that's why they take give you a drug that shuts off your production of hydrochloric acid because they think that's the problem. Which they, they say we're we're making too much hydrochloric acid. 
But you know what? As we get older, we actually make less hydrochloric acid, not more. And so we have a deficiency of hydrochloric acid, and that's the problem. So when we eat protein and we don't have enough hydrochloric acid in our system to break it down, it stays in our, our stomach. The body won't release it in the intestinal tract until it's properly broken down. Mm-hmm. Well, when you take an antacid <clears throat> or you take a proton pump inhibitor or something like that, mm-hmm. so you don't have the acid, the body goes, well, I'm not going to get any acid or, you know, I guess it's ready to go. Exactly. Because your body is trying to figure out what you're doing to yeah, it. You, you trick the body in, into releasing it. So then it's released <clears throat> unbroken down. Mm-hmm. And proteins that uh, haven't been broken down are going to cause inflammation in your intestinal tract. And especially uh, the, since, <coughs> since the proper procedure hasn't been done and uh, your, your protein hasn't been broken down into chains of amino acids and then in the intestinal tract, the, the amino acids are broken down to individual amino acids. Those are uptaken. Since that process didn't happen, the body will actually use bacteria to break down the proteins. Mm. And that'll start breaking them down. But the, the, the side effect of Bacteria breaking down protein is a lot of gas and bloating. Exactly. <laughs> then you got a lot of inflammation. Now you got the problem all over again. So we we've come up with all you need to do to get the hydrochloric acid released the way it's supposed to, when it's supposed to be released. Because your body will finally look at it and go, I, I got to get some hydrochloric acid down there and make it and put it in there. Yeah. And that takes hours. And by the time uh, you've eaten, you're probably going to go to bed and you lay down and. Then, then all the acids producing up the esophagus, it goes, you know, and then they, they say it's uh, a problem of too much hydrochloric acid. No, it's the timing. It was timed right. wrong. So what we do is we get, have you take a little cayenne pepper, put it in your mouth, make your mouth hot. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to swallow it. You can spit it out because your sensors are in your mouth. Mm-hmm. When you do that, immediately the body uh, sends a signal to release hydrochloric acid. So you can do that before you start laying down to... Well, you do it right, right when you eat, right. either before you eat or right after you eat. And then the hydrochloric acid is going to be there right then, break it down, get it out of there so you don't ever have that problem of it going up your esophagus. Right. The reflex yeah, reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're doing just the opposite. They're, just, they're blocking the production of hydrochloric acid, and then they're wondering why you've got so much irritation in your intestinal tract, because you can't break your food down. Well, it's because they, they're not researching and going and trying to figure out what the cause is and, and looking at the whole, the whole thing instead right. of just the little symptom. So anyway, that, that's the, the case with uh, um, pernicious anemia. There's other kinds of anemia. Okay. There's just iron deficiency anemia. And uh, the, 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 probably the best example of that is if you've been wounded and, and you've lost a lot of blood, guess what? You're going to have anemia. Probably, yeah. Because you don't have the blood that's necessary for performing the functions you need to perform. And yep. so you're going to have all these, these weird things going on because you, you don't have any iron because you don't have enough blood. Right. So um, it's a deficiency. So we have to look at maybe um, excessive bleeding. So a woman that's menstruating is going to lose blood, and they might have a problem with being anemic, especially if they're um, having a period and they're working out a lot. Mm-hmm. That's going to demand more, more uh, iron, more blood, and uh, they may actually make the situation worse. So I'm not saying don't exercise. <laughs> what I'm saying is let's do something to, to build the blood, and uh, what, what's blood made out of, the main thing? Water. Yeah. So, yeah. so you need to increase your water consumption and um, also your uh, iron. Right. And you can do that with molasses. I remember your dad, when I was pregnant and I had 
my iron was low. And a lot of pregnant women have low iron. So molasses, the midwives are always talking about these iron bites where you make, you take these uh, nuts and everything and put them all together and a little bit of grains and, and mix them all up with molasses and trying to get more molasses down, well, which will help you have more iron. Um, and I found it to be true. I watched our little daughter use it this last pregnancy, and it really did help her a lot. Yeah, so if you're wondering what foods are high in iron, go on the Internet, type in what plant foods are high in iron. Right. And it's going to give you the ones that are most of. You know, meat products have a lot of iron, but uh, then you got problems with that. We, we brought that up the last, not the last show, but the show before that. Mm-hmm. We, we brought up that uh, even the small amount of meat over a long, and this was a Harvard study, Right. Small amount of meat over a, a year lifetime, you have a forty-eight percent higher chance of diabetes. I know, crazy. So, and and meat can cause strokes and uh, can, uh, a lot of cardiovascular diseases and stuff. You know, so that has got a problem too. But um, you do get quicker iron from meat products, but you can still get it from uh, plants. Right. And and it's usable. And you may have to take more. Um, so look at for the, the foods that are highest in, in, in uh, iron and, and utilize that. Uh, some of the ones that uh, on the herbal field, um, dandelion is high in iron. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. And um, chocolate lovers are going to love this. Hmm. Cacao. Raw cacao. Raw cacao is high in iron. Mm-hmm. And you probably still retain it with the chocolate, but then you have the problem with all the sugar and all the other things they put in it and the fats and things, you know. But if you do raw cacao... And add some honey to it, then it's just like eating chocolate. You know? Well, it's not the same. I mean, they they've done a lot of these things to make things smoother and everything, you know. But you're you're going to get an, an effect of sweetness to offset the bitterness of the cacao, and uh, uh, you can get a chocolate thing that way. But that would be one of your best sources of uh, iron is raw cacao. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of foods that have uh, iron in. So just increase the iron in your diet, and also to make more blood, besides having more water. Um, uh, chlorophyll. Chlorophyll, absolutely. Okay, and that, that's exactly what's needed to make blood. So um, the spirulina, the chlorella, um, spinach, any any green leafy vegetables, all those things are really good and, and should be increased uh, when you're having uh, menstruation to, to make more blood so you don't become deficient. So um, anemia is a, a, a problem with a lack of blood, which means a lack of iron. Right. But there's other other ones that that are problematic too, and that is that you're you you may have the blood, but it's not you may have everything may be up in the, you may have iron you may have blood, but do you still have anemia? Why would that be? be? Because the 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 you have the red blood cells, but they're deficient. They're not carrying the iron. They're just leaving it there. You know. For the mitochondria or the cells or whatever, you know, but they're not taking it and in, in transporting it. Mm-hmm. So when that's the case, uh, again, I think we go back to our greens, green leafy vegetables and such, you know. Um, there, there's also a, an anemia from f- a folate. Oh, really? Yeah, there, the folate deficiency, but intrinsic factor has nothing to do with that. All you need to do is get more folate so you'd eat more green leafy vegetables. So if you're having problems with menstruation and, and periods and things, do your greens. Right. <laughs> you know? Because some of the most deficient uh, in, in, uh, that are having anemia are young girls that are like eating pizza and Coca-Cola and, and not re- 
replacing the the blood that they need to replace. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, so I think we kind of hit anemia fairly well. I think we did too. I'm glad we did in the it two, in two episodes. Parts. I'm yeah. glad we did it in two parts. Um, so you know, get the nutrients you need, mm-hmm. and um, make sure you're getting rid of any inflammatory conditions uh, that can be cause the destruction of your uh, gastric walls. Right. <laughs> and don't do surgery that's going to destroy your gastric walls. Exactly. You know, and yeah, a lot of acid's going to cause a problem too. So, so, so eat a balanced diet um, of fruits and vegetables. You know, and, and people think, oh, citrus is acidic. Well, it's overall alkaline, but it has a acid, uh, strong acids in it that can uh, stimulate that action too. So, its overall effect, even though you taste the acids, it still has an alkaline effect on your body. Exactly. So just. If, if, you, if you trust your creator and, and eat the foods that he provides, you know, then I, you're going to have good health. And you're going to have uh, gastrointestinal uh, situations that are good. And, you know, and doing drugs and things are, are, are going to upset that. So live a natural life and you're not going to have so much problem with uh, getting the nutrients that are needed and, and actually transporting them and using them. Absolutely. Anemia shouldn't be a problem if you do things naturally. Until next week, be happy. Have a healthier you.